0: You're listening to The Wrestling Life on iTunes, SoundCloud, and at obpapparel.com. everybody, it's The Wrestling Life, it's episode 138, it's our Survivor Series 2017 preview show, November 15, 2017. I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. Here to preview the Survivor Series show, maybe talk a little bit about the NXT TakeOver before it <laughs> comes the night before. I completely forgot that that was a thing. There's just so much to get into here. Um, but Liam, I would like to start this week with a special episode of Boss Time. Oh. and now it's boss time alright so this week on boss time of course the raw crew it just went through a European tour two weeks in Europe and it drew somewhat disappointing crowds but the thing when you know when the crew goes over to, to Europe there is uh you you get a lot of media so lots of sasha banks media appearances this week lots of like radio interviews and uh you know i think i may have mentioned on the show recently or if you're an astute listener you might notice i've been playing a lot of gallagher brothers and a lot of oasis songs uh coming into and out of the show intros and outros and stuff and i thought it was interesting that since we're practically the same person uh, Sasha Banks Sasha Banks and I uh she posed in front of a, an Oasis photo and I just thought, you know, wow, what are <laughs> you know, that's pretty cool. So, I mean,
1: so you're telling me that two people, two different people, both happen to like a super popular rock band from the nineties. I mean, what are the odds of that? Two whole people.
0: Uh I don't want to do this anymore.
1: (laughs) All right, time's up.
0: (laughs) That was boss time. So, Raw came back from this European tour. And they had to do Raw. And then they sent the crew to SmackDown this week also. Can you imagine being... In Europe for two weeks. You gotta come back and do a live television show. And by the way, then instead of getting home on Tuesday morning, you need to go from Atlanta to Charlotte and work Tuesday night also. I felt I felt for the Raw crew this week, but Raw I thought was kind of blah, SmackDown had good stuff. But what are your just big picture thoughts on WWE television this week, Leah? Um
1: I didn't think either Raw or SmackDown were great shows, but I thought there, were, there was great stuff on both of the shows, if that makes sense.
0: Sure. Uh, the All I can remember from Raw right now is Braun Strowman slamming Kane through the ring, uh, which <laughs> I remember Kane got a promo that hurt my feelings. Uh, Triple H, I guess, killed Jason Jordan, and I did a victory lap. Uh, around the house after that. Uh so we get the fifth member of Team Raw. And uh what do you think of uh old Triple H working at Survivor Series?
1: Well he's he's uh he's got his working boots on a lot lately. Um so he's 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 getting in ring shape for for his big match with ginger in India uh come that uh whatever that first or second week of December and uh i mean he definitely adds star power that is not there with um jason jordan on that team Uh, as far as the part-time guys that might draw some extra eyeballs uh, to a show you got shane mcmahon who to my bafflement you know sells tickets and and uh, and Kurt Angle wrestling only his second match in WWE in a decade, and and now Triple H, who's was in an era, was a star in an era when the when the business was as hot as it's ever been. So he'll always be a superstar to uh, I think a more casual fan base than maybe people realize. I think Triple H still has name recognition, even with people that have long since stopped watching wrestling on any kind of regular basis um i mean you gotta turn jason jordan now right like he's as dead as dead could be
0: right well do you think the the thing here is he's just gonna go heel and like clearly they're doing something with booker t so do you think he's just going heel or do you think booker like knows that he's not kurt's son or is he going to be booker's son or is it, like, clearly there's some kind of thing here where Booker T doesn't trust Jason Jordan for whatever reason, or he's being a heel to Jason Jordan. And Jason Jordan, I mean, he has to go heel or else he's just a dead man, right? <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, I, th- I think so. And I think they're doing something with Booker where Booker's going to be like, yeah, I knew this guy was up to no good the whole time.
1: I mean, that would make sense. And it it would uh, it's really the only explanation for, for the dynamic they've set up. Uh, which is that Corey Graves is like Jason Jordan's best friend and Booker is just constantly riding this guy and ranting about how he's getting choices. He doesn't, or chances he doesn't deserve. And, and uh, I do just have to bring up, and maybe this will be part of whatever storyline they're doing with Kurt and Hunter and Stephanie. But the idea that Stephanie McMahon was mad because Kurt might've been showing favoritism to someone in his family, was high comedy, and uh, the, and Triple H as well. I just uh, I thought that was very funny, and I I'm just I'm not sure. Do you think that was intentionally like? Is that the joke with this thing? Is that the point of I th- the Kurt Triple H feud, or are they just tone deaf?
0: I'm, I don't think they're particularly tone. I mean, they are tone deaf, but in this case, I think it's just. Yeah, I think it's going to be a heel line at some point. Stephanie's going to do that, and it's going to get like a, a heel. It's going to get like a laugh, though, because, you know. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's just let's talk about the series match by match. We can talk about how the TV intertwined with this week as we get into it. I wouldn't be surprised if after we record this week, they add another match to the pre-show, because as far as I know right now, Enzo Amore and Callisto is the only match on the pre-show of this six hour show. <laughs> uh, start, starting at five Eastern six hour plus show. Cause it's probably going past 11, I'm sure. Uh, so Enzo and Callisto is the only thing announced for the pre-show as we re- we record this very, very late on Tuesday of this week. So I wouldn't be surprised if you get, you know, some kind of, a, some kind of tag match or something or another cruiserweight match added to that pre-show. Uh, the Miz, versus Baron Corbin in an IC versus U.S. title match. Corbin kept the title, uh, defeating Sin Cara on TV this this week. Liam, I have a question for you, and, I, and I, I'm not sure how much of this man's work you're familiar with, uh, but I have a very serious question. Okay. Is Baron Corbin worse than Sid? Oof. Um. I think... I think Baron Corbin is worse than Sid.
1: Ah, uh, I mean, I he doesn't have Sid had a weird charisma about him, like, <laughs> like I think I think that guy was I mean because of his look I mean his look is what kept Sid around for fifteen years, but I mean that guy I mean he could he could talk it didn't always make sense he kind of had the ultimate warrior style of promo where you just kind of yell and scream and then. And then the other guy uh, goes, uh, okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, Baron does not have the the stage presence of Sid Vicious, I think is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> he also doesn't have Sid's wonderful curly blonde hair.
0: See, that's all I could think watching SmackDown this week is, you know what, I think Sid was better than Baron Corbin. Like, there was a time a couple years ago when – uh Baron was working with guys like Finn and Joe in NXT when I thought eh he's not there yet but yeah he moves pretty good for a big guy he'll get there he'll figure it out and now here we are years later and pretty much everyone that was on that first NXT takeover Brooklyn show has regressed in the ring from <laughs> uh my favorite from my favorite Sasha to Bayley to Corbin <laughs> everybody has just made the main roster and regressed <laughs> Do you think that's because
1: they're being taught something else or do you think they just feel, well, I can do half as much stuff and get the same reaction so I don't have to work as hard?
0: Some of it is like, to me, in in Sasha's case, it's like she's... um, It appears to me that she's lost a little bit of confidence and it also appears to me that she's still always trying to fit Ten minutes worth of stuff into her four minute segment you know what i mean sure and and she doesn't take a lot of time to um you know i don't know she doesn't take a lot of time to let anything breathe and it's just a lot of of uh boom 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 boom, boom. And you can almost see her rushing to get to the next spot bailey i think is just so that I think it, that's in that specific case. Some of it is I think the travel just wears these guys down sure. and they're tired. They're tired. <laughs> and, and some of it is like particularly the girls the or the women. I apologize. I can't say that in 2017. Um, the women, all the women work with each other. They work with the same people all the time. And the guys, there's a little bit of, of more variety in the programs. But it's like if you're Bailey, it's like how much better are you going to get working the same match with nia jacks every week you know what i mean like or and yeah. and guys like guys like corbin to me it's like yeah if i was six six or whatever and i was crammed into rental cars all the time and i'm sleeping four hours a night because i'm gonna make towns and i'm you know i'm not you know on the road 300 days a year as they claim but i'm probably on the road you know parts of 240 or 280 days a year, you know, parts of that time. Sure. So yeah. I'm, I'm tired. I'm beat up. I'm, <laughs> and, and I'm not, you know, I, I, I think that's a lot of it too, but I, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to ramble about that or to cut you off. No, that's, that's
1: fair point. I mean, I think you see when some of those guys get an opportunity or when I think they feel like they have a chance to be a part of something a little more spectacular or memorable, You'll see them turn it on to another level. I think you saw that with Samoa Joe in the Brock Lesnar feud from this summer. uh Joe felt like uh you know the Joe that we saw at when he was the champion in n x t where he just had a certain swagger to him when he just had that that sort of badass aura around him that I think Joe really didn't have when he first got brought up to the main roster um and i th- I think Finn has been doing spooky Bray Wyatt stuff for. For three months, but when you put him in the ring with AJ Styles, they had a, a really awesome wrestling match and Finn looked like uh, you know, one of the top performers on the brand again. So it may also be that maybe they're they've they're thinking, hey, I'll save the some of the people maybe just going, you know what, I'll save the crazy you know, my my maximum effort for when I'm wrestling AJ Styles on pay-per-view and I'm not going to put in maximum effort when I'm working a six-man tag against Titus worldwide.
0: Yeah. And it's worth mentioning too that like the TV day is generally, that's the last show. And it's like, then you go home the next morning. So it's like you've worked three days of house shows before that. Or in this case, this week you worked two weeks of a European tour (laughs) and then TV is like your last day of work. So it's, you know, it's Friday afternoon for them. Now, like I, you know, I think some, I don't think that's always the case. I'm not saying that everybody mails it in on TV. I think they put in a lot more effort on TV than they do on house shows. And for whatever reason, they still put in more, you know, more effort on pay per view than on television. But anyway, we've been, I've sidetracked. <laughs> I, I've completely derailed the show. I apologize. It just is like, I think Sid was better than Corbin. All right. <laughs> Uh, The Raw Women's Champion Alexa Bliss is going to be wrestling the new SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair. Oh, man. That Charlotte and Rick stuff this week on SmackDown was great. Um, What do you think of this match? Who wins? What do you think of SmackDown this week?
1: Um, I'll talk about SmackDown first. Uh, That was awesome. That was some of my favorite stuff I've seen all year. Um, The match itself wasn't like a blow-away, super great match. It was good the last few minutes. I thought it
0: was a... Sorry, I thought it was an above-average TV match, though.
1: Agreed, agreed. I th- I'm certainly I'm not I'm not trying to denigrate it at all. Uh, I thought it was good, but uh, the post-match with uh, you know Charlotte got to she didn't have to throw in a lot of buzzwords in her promo. Uh, she didn't have to uh, plug the WWE network. She cut her a very brief promo on Alexa, and then and said how much it meant to her to to win this title, especially in her hometown and. And uh and then, you know, gave it, you know, made the match a tribute to her dad. And then you got Ric Flair to come out in Charlotte, North Carolina, which it's never not awesome. And the crowd erupted for him and uh you know, seeing how proud he is of his daughter, like that's awesome, man. And you know, a couple of weeks ago on the show we were <laughs> we were pretty down. We had a, an airing of grievances. And uh, and I I think I mentioned on that show that you know you gotta you gotta just get through that kind of stuff because every once in a while you get something like this or you get uh, like the the Jericho and Owens feud or the or you know you get a really great wrestling match you get you know John Cena versus AJ Styles or something and and it makes it worth sitting through the boring three hour raws and the subpar smack downs and everything, because every once in a while, you're going to get something really perfect. And that's, that's the only word I could think to describe that was, uh, is perfect.
0: The shield's going to be wrestling the new day.
1: Oh, Oh, by the way, uh, going to win clean, probably with a punch to the face.
0: <laughs> ah, I actually think Charlotte's going to win, but I guess we'll see. Nah. Either way, I think Vince, Vince McMahon is going to be watching with very tight slacks somewhere in the back. Oh boy. New Day against the Shield. Uh, Raw laid out SmackDown and decimated it at the end of the of SmackDown this week, so I'm assuming that SmackDown has to get on the Survivor Series show. Um, that's why I expect Charlotte to beat. Um, Alexa I expect the Smackdown tag champs to win but um, I I don't see the New Day beating the Shield
1: yeah and they shouldn't I mean the Shield's been back for officially now they've had one match um, since reuniting so yeah it's, it's, it's not time to beat the Shield anytime soon so uh, yeah I think this will be really good but absolutely the Shield should go over
0: The Raw Tag Champs, The Bar against The Usos. Again, I think just for parody reasons here, I think The Usos win, Uh, but this should actually be pretty good, but I don't really care to see it. How about you?
1: Uh, Yeah, I think it'll be good. Like I said, I really, really wanted to see The Usos wrestle Seth and Dean, so I'm I'm much less excited for this. I'm sure it'll still be very good. Um, Usos are great. Cesaro's great. Sheamus... Is uh, tall, so it'll be it'll be fine.
0: Team Raw versus Team SmackDown uh, women, Team Raw women versus the Team SmackDown women. A lot of rumblings this week that Paige is going to be added to this match, and I wouldn't be shocked if they did something to get Oscar out of the Raw team and put Paige on that team. I know, don't, I don't know. It seemed like maybe they just didn't put Paige on raw because word got out. that Paige was going to be on raw. I don't know, but they seem to like shoot half an angle there with Oscar and Dana Brooke on raw this week. And if SmackDown is beating raw in this match, obviously you probably don't want Oscar pinned. Um, so it seems like maybe a, a spot to work Paige in there. Anyway, I think uh, the SmackDown women will win. What do you well, think?
1: Well, it's either that or now Charlotte was supposed to be on the women's team and is now wrestling in the title match. So there's an empty spot on and, the SmackDown uh, team. Um so That's I think right. there's there's a chance that they may have just changed their mind and changed it back and changed it back again. And I could see Paige being on SmackDown and really uh SmackDown is in pretty desperate need of of fresh talent when it comes to the women. I just I can't I can't watch <laughs> I can't watch Tamina wrestle Becky Lynch or like I can't watch Carmella wrestle Charlotte again. Like I just just I can't. Well, I can't do it anymore, man. Like I've seen this, There's four women on that show.
0: <laughs> I'm way more burnt. I'm way more burnt on the Raw women's programs. <laughs>
1: well, they're both bad. And there's 17 women in NXT that they could take, but then Paul's vanity project would be ruined. So we just sit with like, like, like all four women in the uh, in the four way for the NXT show. They should all be on the main roster, and that would. Yep. It would also allow you to have like more than one women's segment every show, um, you know. Because basically, it's they're kind of back now to where it's basically just the title feud and maybe one other match. But as you mentioned, with uh, you know Sasha, Sasha, if she's not in the title picture, wrestles Nia Jax every week or Alicia Fox, and I've seen both of those matches three million a million times. So yeah, it's like, what's you know, why isn't Nikki Cross up there? Why isn't Ember Moon up there? Why isn't uh, Kyrie Sane up there? Well we know why, because because Papa Paul and is uh wants to have his NXT kids stay at home for a little for another year before they go off to college.
0: Well that's 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 all well and good, but they could at least do what they do with their cruiserweights then, and they could at least ha- sign, you know, half the women that were in the May Young Classic. Friggin' Tony Storm is incredible. Like Tony Storm needs to be <laughs> needs to be signed. And, you know, if you don't want to send her to NXT, like, if I were her, I don't know, she might be taking a pay cut to go to NXT, and I wouldn't necessarily do that. I would keep traveling the world if I if I were her. But, like, th- that cast of, of that they use for the Cruiserweight division, like, a lot of those guys are not on the road every weekend, and a lot of them are not at every, at, at every TV, or they might just be at TV once a week. So they're not, like making a ton of money and you can't tell me that the mercedes martinez is and um serena deebs and i'm not specifically talking about those two but people Santana like garrett oh sure sure like i don't you know whatever like i you can't tell me that that you couldn't have them come in at least just to to do jobs <laughs> you know Do or, like, like i mean how how
1: like what they do with all the uk guys it's like pete dunn works nxt maybe once a month and the rest of the time yeah. he's just off doing all his indie dates so yeah why why you couldn't bring right those types of women in to fill out the nxt women's roster and send two or three women up to the main roster it's i mean on and on the men's side i mean cassius ono and hideo Itami and other guys like that are just sitting in nxt basically I mean, you could call them up, and it really wouldn't hurt the product of NXT because they're not really doing anything on the main show. But they're just going to sit there.
0: My theory was always that they were using that level of guy um, to to work with the other guys during the week. Like, we don't see that on television, but, like, they do run drills. You know, they do, (laughs) like, go to work, like, four days a week at the Performance Center. So my thing was they're using, like... Cassius and Atami and guys like that as player coaches, and they're there. They're there to work with, you know, the football players and the college wrestlers and the failed MMA fighters and all those people that they recruit. Um, but you know, I guess maybe not in every case. Atami's apparently coming up to the main roster soon. I don't over to the you know to the cruiserweight show soon. So anyway, lots of lots of rabbit trailing on this show. AJ Styles and Brock Lesnar, the WWE champion versus the Universal champion. If Brock can still go, this could be good. I haven't seen any evidence in the last year and a half that Brock Lesnar has any kind of cardiovascular uh, endurance whatsoever, and I'm not convinced that he can work a 15- or 20-minute match. And for that reason, I'm not looking forward to this. Are you looking forward to AJ Brock at all, Liam, or am I off base with that, or what, just, what are your thoughts on a title versus title match?
1: That's basically what Daniel Bryan said in his promo at the start of SmackDown this week. Um, was that if you get past the ten ma- minute mark, Brock will get tired and give up. Um, he also he also threw some shade on Frank Mir's submission game. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes, uh, every the Brock matches we have seen this year, he had a really fun sprint with Goldberg at WrestleMania. Uh, he had a, I guess, disappointing match with Braun, and he had a i i enjoyed the match with joe now again that was only about seven minutes so if you're if you're looking for like a a classic wwe 15 to 20 minute main event match with a lot of big moves and kickouts yeah i don't know if brock has that in him anymore or if that's even what they want out of brock lesnar anymore um but uh, yeah, I'm. I, my feeling is, if I had to guess, this is probably going to go somewhere in the seven to ten minute range, and it's going to be a lot of AJ selling, and then he'll hit a couple big moves, and Brock will kick out and hit an F5 and win. Um, Brock has a very patterned match now, I think that's fair to say. Um, obviously, in the Braun match, he did sell a bit more than we're used to seeing from a Brock match. Um but for the most part yeah i think i think there is a pattern to brock matches in the way that people have had lamented over the years that other main event guys have had a very patterned match i think that's just for better or worse that's what we're going to get out of brock lesnar's we're going to get some suplexes and we'll have paul you know being a cheerleader outside it'll still be i mean to me it's still an enjoyable thing to watch him wrestle i haven't seen a brock lesnar match that i hated this year Um, I know a lot of people didn't, a lot of people did hate the Braun match, but, uh, I mean, I still find it enjoyable, but yeah, I'm not expecting something say on the level of the Brock match with John Cena that he had when he first came back or the CM Punk match at that one SummerSlam, um, or even the, uh, you know, those, those two, uh, shockingly good Undertaker matches he had a couple of years ago, um. Yeah, I think I think Brock just has his pattern, and uh, I expect them to stick to the pattern, if that makes sense.
0: Sure. And we kind of broke down Team Raw versus Team SmackDown, the men's match already. I turned to my wife during Raw this week, and I said, you know what, I think Braun's like 34, and he's the youngest man on that match graphic. <laughs> and then the point I saw everyone make on Twitter this week immediately after was, yeah, that's a bunch of old guys <laughs> wrestling each other. Uh, but 10-man tag in WWE with that level of talent, uh, Shane notwithstanding, and poor Kurt who can't uh, straighten his legs. His legs are permanently <laughs> bent uh, like an action figure. Um, those guys notwithstanding, and their physical limitations notwithstanding, uh, and as awkward as Cena has looked sometimes this year in the ring, uh, I'm expecting real a really good match there. And uh, do, do you expect something similar?
1: Yeah, I mean the best part for guys like nakamura or or cena or anybody that's that's like people have lamented that they don't try as hard or their stuff doesn't look as good it's like all they got to do it's a tag match it's a 10 man tag so they can get in do their three or four spots and get out and they don't have to wrestle by themselves for 20 minutes so it's it's really hard to have a bad tag match especially as you mentioned with that mount of either pure in ring talent or, you know, characters that are over, which I mean, again, to my bafflement, Shane McMahon is a very over character. People like him. People wanna see him. So if they're getting the heat on him or if they're setting up a hot tag to him, people will be into that and it will build it will build dramatically. I'm pretty sure it's gonna come down to Curtin Hunter against Shane as the final people on, on both sides, but we'll see.
0: All right, so we got Survivor Series this Sunday. We have TakeOver on Saturday night. Not going to break that down match by match here, but I'll just ask, are you looking forward to the War Games?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, There's a lot of talented guys in the match. It would seem nearly impossible for them to have a bad match. I question the intelligence of the people who decided that Pete Dunne versus Johnny Gargano should be a dark match. But uh, other than that, TakeOvers are always (laughs) awesome um so i expect this one will still be really fun uh even if it doesn't quite have the hype of of some of the other shows i expect this match will still be very good
0: i pray I, whoa i pray that match is taped for nxt television so that it, like i can't imagine it not
1: okay anyway, uh yeah so I, hopefully we get to see that match at some point but yeah i takeovers are always fun right
0: yeah, I haven't, haven't seen a bad one yet, and hopefully that trend continues this weekend. All right, um, anything else, or should we get out of here?
1: No, let's get out of here before you find out that Sasha likes Real Big Fish or something, and we have to do a segment on that.
0: That's, my other brother likes that movie. I've never seen it. Oh, wait a minute. No, 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 that's the ska band I like. No, that's, yes, that's a ska band. That's, a... that's not Big Fish. Right. That's the ska but, band I like. Yeah, not that's the
1: fine. Ewan McGregor movie from 2002. <laughs>
0: The ska band from 2002. All right. Yeah. Till next time. uh, We got the Thanksgiving spectacular coming up next week too. We got some fun stuff planned for that show, so make sure to uh, to join us next week for the Thanksgiving spectacular, and then maybe finally a week off after that. But till next time, I'm Ethan and I'm Liam, and we'll be back next week for the Thanksgiving spectacular and more stories from the wrestling life you wanna the East. you wanna the West. you wanna on the
2: block. Thanks for listening to The Wrestling Life, a part of the Elite Podcast Network at OBPApparel.com.
0: like to apologize to our listener if any of this makes a cut <laughs> for bonus <laughs> features like, i didn't want to talk about dog s for 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 seven minutes but i brought it up and here we are <laughs> all right let's uh let's get started just that so,
1: part should at least make it a... up <laughs>
0: yes yeah i probably am not going to put the rest about you know actually getting extra on your head <laughs> um <laughs> good lord real big fish. I don't know where I pulled that from. That's good. That's real good. I do love Ska. Alright. I try to keep on
2: keeping on.